The questions being pondered are, what is the difference between liberty and freedom? What is Christian liberty and what is Christian freedom? Is it possible for Christian liberty and or Christian freedom to coexist alongside globalism in a total state scenario that does not desire to be, or identify as being, religiously affiliated? In a society there is likeness, reciprocal awareness, differences, interdependence, cooperation, and conflict. It is assumed that a total global society would be a utopia that the entire earth would collectively volunteer itself into, but the truth is that generic human differences would never allow that scenario to come into fruition. The positive imagery associated with globalism, at its core, is a promise to deliver and sustain a, heaven-on-earth scenario, yet the lack of awareness towards free will discredits this overarching vision of ultimate peace for all peoples simultaneously. To a Christian, this is accomplished in Scripture within the aftermath of Jesus returning to earth after cleansing the earth of sin. This hopeful place in a faith-driven future is what aspires Christianity towards consistent growth and unmalleable truth. To those who both refuse to recognize sin and refuse to acknowledge evil as an active force against humanity, it is unlikely that there can be a view against some form of artificially coded and digitized global government that could guide humanity towards a utopian state or hive mind as a collective consciousness. For those who acknowledge free will and the ability to choose between a life of chaos or order, meaning evil and good, it is a reality that the belief in something in human conquering humanity will never result in sustainable peace, but simply a form of unrivaled dictatorship. Forcing sacrifice diminishes martyrdom because socialism does not allow for the idolization of outliers. To explain, the modern shift towards a total, global, state, or pure globalism, is perpetuated through cloaks of freedom and choice seen as modernized capitalism fused into the technological advancements that compounds modern artificial intelligence and self-learning through computational coding. It is the concept of choosing between one of 30 types of cereal at the grocery store while ignoring the fact that one brand owns them all and one entity decides which cereals are on the shelf. Globalism is achieved when AI reaches singularity through monopoly. An extra dose of reality would be to discover that the ingredients being used are actually not designed to optimize human capability, aka not healthy, and cause more harm than good for the individual's development and quality of life or lifespan. A free market is a natural medicine to the dilemma in monopolized capitalism, but the combination of corporations, military-grade technology, and federalized governments continues to blur these lines by mutating portions of society in a way that mirrors the replication of cancerous cells in a body. The blurring of these lines could be pinpointed towards towards both European colonization and the Industrial Revolution throughout the past several hundred years. While seemingly beneficial to some, it has unjustly crippled many. Prior to the Industrial Revolution there was a formation of constitution in the early United States to assist in the separation from church and state due to the negative repercussions of the church within the social and economical structure of European monarchies post-Byzantium. This came from the collapsing Roman Empire who hung on to the pages of history through Roman Catholicism despite its merger with paganism through Constantine's conversion and Rome's complex crediting systems kept alive through their currencies. When deciphering the measure of liberty against the measure of freedom in time we can ask ourselves, at what point should society step in during conflict? To what end do we cling to a republic instead of leaving the group to save our own? This age-old question leads down the philosophical debate of morality. Morality becomes such a touchy subject given that the characteristics of the individual differ drastically from person to person. Religion is favorable in the approach of collective morality, but the historical execution of forced religion has left a mark on human civilization that can never be undone. Christianity became the perfect faith against religion as it founded itself with the principle that only by faith can man be saved. This opposition to acts of righteousness dumbfounds faithless religious experts today. If not bound to a religious morality, 
then self-prescribed morality is the only other choice. This is the same argument or debate on any theism versus atheism. In the questioning of freedom versus liberty it can be seen that one can have the freedom to murder, but not the liberty. The choice to murder someone can come from the roots of a person's disturbed perception of reality, and to act on that murder is a personal freedom. The collective reality is that the murderer can be sought out by a group of people exercising their own freedoms to remove the murderer's liberty to roam freely. Thus the act of pursuing freedom in conflict of society results in a removal of freedom against will. This logic can seem to lead into a support of church and state as a merging entity, but history suggests that the approach of a combining church and state always leads to war and internal corruption. The separation of church and state in modern America was designed to prevent another religious war. The irony is that nationalism became religion, and the war continued on in the name of political differences. One does not have to choose between a congruent church and state, or a separate church and state. One can choose to be agnostic in the debate. In this result, one will supersede the other and the agnostic person must simply deal with the consequences of whichever party wins. This has become a reality for many in America election after election. The agnostic position on politics can cripple societies as systems become corrupted. Without a faith of core beliefs to drive one to make changes the person is subjected to societal manipulation through a desire to virtue signal for the hope of not being eradicated from the system. Eradication or rejection from a community is one of the biggest fears that can be held by a man or woman who is supporting a family. Relocating or immigrating without children can be treacherous, but with kids can be tragedy and torture in the making. Most sane people tend to lay down their weapons the moment women and children are threatened in conflict. And so, can one be logically for a combination of church and state? Can one be logically for the separation of church and state? Can one be logically for ultimate individual freedom and liberty? Can one be genuinely confident in any form of political leadership given that the selected god of modern man is money? Scholars tend to research economics like scripture. Philosophers dedicate their hours to obtaining skills that allows them to recite political and historical jargon as if it has magical properties of wisdom. The truth is that every sinful man in history has attempted to leave their mark on the world by shaping it in their own image or their own utopia. In a world where you have to choose one god, it can either be yourself, an idol, as a person or thing, an illusion, as in the mystical arts, money, or the god of creation, if you have faith. In the secular world, the god of creation is an illusion, but clearly to a believer its own category completely. For an atheist who chooses to believe there is no god they, at that point, declare themselves that god. Naturally this can lead to a fear of erratic or impetuous behavioral tendencies, but given the distinctions between freedom and liberty we can assume that a person of sound mind, with little faith, will opt to choose the liberty of societal freedom against the freedom to act in a way that could lead towards a collective revolt aka a retaliation against murder. Christian liberty is not Christian freedom. Christian freedom can never be taken away whereas Christian liberty can be. All true Christians are willing to die for their freedom to believe that Jesus is who he claimed to be, but not all Christians are willing to die for their liberty in the sense of freedom to evangelize the good news. The proof is right in front of our faces given today's political battleground. Christians are willing to tolerate privileges being removed for the betterment of their neighbors. One fear that is held in many communities is the red flag wavering in fear that, once they take this liberty, then eventually they will will take all of them. And this fear is not unjustifiable. The truth is that Christian liberty is a theory, and only in few parts of the world has it managed to take form as a legal right and flourish in lucky communities. When pondering, can Christian liberty coexist alongside globalism in today's climate? And the answer is no. 
Christian freedom will always exist as long as there are Christians, but Christian liberty can only exist if there is a voluntary choice in which type of society or community one participates in, dwells in, and pays in. Consider every currency held as a vote. Every purchase is a vote casted out into either your neighbor, your community, your city, your nation, or another nation. Considering that globalism is not the only government, for now, the power of currency is the last hope in postponing the inevitable win in the war for globalism. The total state, according to Christian scripture, is a fundamental step towards Christ's return, so in a sense one can choose to streamline or postpone that inevitable outcome. This is not a piece to declare one direction or the other, but it is an awareness piece that the individual will always hold a power that no government will be able to take away. Liberty can be subjective and movable, but freedom, like beauty, is in the eye of the beholder. And so, why expound Christian liberty? The answer is simple, because it is a choice to fulfill my calling on earth, and God's will for my life to share complex concepts to inspire, encourage, and teach people to follow Jesus wholeheartedly. There will be a time on earth when Christian liberty is not lawful or allowed, but until then I can write knowing that we are not there yet. Simultaneously, this is a reminder that Christian freedom is unwavering, immovable, and anchored on the foundational rock that is the combination of the Father's creation, the Son's resurrection, and the Holy Spirit's activity. As always God bless. James Arthur Ferguson